welcome to Watching the Watchmen, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Watchmen on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I am your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 1, Episode 3, She Was Killed by Space Junk. Uh, what do you think of this episode? <laughs> I love the titles to start off with. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought this was brilliant. It's been my favourite episode. I mean, the whole series has been brilliant so far, but I, I really like this episode. I thought it was just wonderful. And you got to see... Have we actually seen Laurie Blake before, Blake before? Didn't she... She turned up in... Did she turn up a little bit in the first episode? But she, we was, really... she was in kind of that car, but we didn't yeah, really yeah, yeah. see her, see her kind of thing. Yeah. So this is the really the introduction of, mm-hmm. of Laurie Blake. Um and you know Laurie Blake is one of the original Watchmen characters um and we also got the reveal of who actually Jeremy Irons is which I think a lot of people probably knew this already but I mean it's Adrian Verti who uh Ozymandias so Mm -hmm. I mean they're both original characters um so we got the reveal of that and um Gene Smart is just fabulous in this. It's such a wonderful character that she's playing with Laurie Blake. I I love. I I think she has actually become my favourite character in the show so far. I really loved watching her. She was funny um, and those sort of dry, sarcastic, just just great. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I thought it was so well put together. Cool. Yeah, I thought this was the best episode of the season as well. Um, just the whole introduction like you said of laurie uh was really kind of just obviously a huge highlight for the episode it's most of the episode but it's a huge highlight um and in terms of gene smart uh is it is it gene smart who plays her yes yeah um what's her name is martha in 24 in it uh in terms oh, yes. of yeah in yeah. terms of seeing her in other things um i remember a kind of from legion where she was she had kind of a a, yeah. a decent role in there but in terms of her being this well action character because let's face it um uh what's her name for 24 she wasn't really like that in 24 <laughs> obviously that no. was all that was all down to uh to jack and stuff but yeah just seeing her be this kind of badass um person in this and just seeing her kind of shine was really really quite quite entertaining um and like i said i haven't seen seasons two and three of of um legion so i don't know how her character like progressed or, or whatever so did she have many like action scenes per se um, towards the end of legion or no towards... there were there were little bits of it in in there. She was in Fargo as well, I think. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, she's great. I mean, you wouldn't expect her to have that many sort of action things. She is uh, sixty eight, so you know, you wouldn't expect her to necessarily have that yeah. much action stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, she is so good in this and just plays that character wonderfully. I, I really, really enjoy her in this role. It, it's it's a wonderful part and suits. I think suits the character as well. Um, yeah. Because she wasn't called Laurie Blake in the comics. Um, Blake is the name she picks up from uh, her father, uh, the comedian. Um, she ends up taking her her, her father's name. Um, so, yeah, it she was, she was called something else. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a wonderful portrayal of that character in a sort of and and fits very well with the comic book version i think mm-hmm. do you think this is the simplest episode of watchmen so far there wasn't too many as as at least compared to the first and second episode there wasn't too many kind of crazy th- i mean there's still like weird stuff happening obviously but it felt a lot more simple to kind of follow along with this episode do you kind of agree yeah. with that 
Yeah, I, I think that's that's possibly true. We got a lot more reveals, I think, in this right. episode yeah. than we have had before, and it does seem a lot more straightforward. Uh, we haven't had sort of answers to some of the things that happened, like you know who took off with the car at the end of last episode and stuff like that. Um, although the car does apparently make a, a, a reappearance in this episode, uh, so I yeah, it's it's difficult to to say. I I think yes, I think it probably is the more straightforward episode and i think they are starting to to do that we're three episodes in and it's one of nine episode series so yes i Mm -hmm. think you now we're kind of bedded in a bit and uh, i think it's really taken off in this episode yeah some really good action stuff as well like this this batman type guy that's jumping through i thought that was brilliant yeah um, we'll do him to stick around for a bit maybe we'll see him again i don't know but he's he's obviously injured probably not no yeah Uh, yeah, but that was really cool yeah, yes. um, I put him as the, uh, the if you want to call it the thumbnail uh, for this episode. So uh, right. I thought he was a standout. But yeah, that's really like he's really he's dressed up in black and everything, and got this cape, and he's got this uh, uh, taser and and things like that. So yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, you've still got sure weird stuff happening. Like okay, this uh, Lord Adrian, uh, the Adrian Verti, Verti. Yeah. yeah, he like he's freezing one of the clones was he doing that for we still don't really know but i'm sure we'll get more answers for that sort of stuff later so and that that stuff even though that stuff is well that storyline really is kind of a lot more separate it is still very entertaining and still quite uh mysterious so uh i yeah. quite enjoyed that so yeah uh all right what we're gonna do we are gonna take a break we'll come back in a minute i'm gonna put the same housekeeping section from the walking dead like i did last week because we only did that did that a few hours ago so if it sounds the same it's because it is and i do mention the uh watchman podcast i think in there but you're already here so look out for that uh also just uh for other news and stuff we have done the walking dead podcast for today so for season 10 episode 5 uh but for everything else we'll see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Jack Ryan Season 2 is out on Amazon Video, Amazon Prime, whatever you want to call it, it's out on Amazon. Uh, The streaming service, of course, um, and you can sign up and watch Seasons 1 and 2. I reviewed Season 2 yesterday and, of course, did review Season 1 as well. I've put a link in the show notes of that to the Season 1 review and to the review of A Quiet Place, which also has uh, John Krasinski in it as well. Um, Yes, good season. Uh, I reviewed the season, so you can check out more of that as well. Have you finished the... 
season yet? Um, uh, of, of season what, two of Jack Ryan? Oh, no. I've got two episodes left, I think, now. Okay. So I'm really enjoying it, though. It's great. Cool. Um, more, more stuff. Uh, I discussed Terminator Dark Fate at the box office, which is bombing quite badly. They're losing a fair bit of money. And, oh, dear. Uh, and compare, compared that to Paramount's other film, which flopped, which was called Gemini Man, the Will Smith film as well. So they're, Ooh, having, yeah. they're having a bad time with things at the moment. And I discussed just, just the overall disappointment of that, basically. So, I mean, I'm not Paramount. I'm not going to lose money. But uh, just in terms of Terminator's future all that sort of stuff for the franchise because it might kill the franchise uh we'll have to wait and see what happens but <laughs> i discussed all that as well uh chat podcast episode 11 for october and november um discussing uh entertainment talks biggest month which was october so thank you all very much for making that happen as well and the itunes feeds uh stuff i just dis- i discussed some of that as well uh and went into some more of those things and just chatted about just a bunch of different stuff really so you can check that out uh, the streaming wars. Apple TV Plus is now available, I think, worldwide, roughly, uh, yes. on, on most devices. So you can go and look at that. But that uh, prompted me to talk about the streaming wars. Of course, there's still more streaming services on the way. HBO Max, Disney Plus, Peacock, uh, all those sorts of ones. Um, and I discussed who's going to win, lose, and some other different topics related to those things as well. So that's that. Uh, another segment from Entertainment Talk TV episode 27, which is for Mindhunter. Mindhunter season 1, episodes 1 and 2, as they've all been for these segments so far. And again, if you want to listen to all of the segments in one podcast, listen to Entertainment Talk TV episode 27. That's in there as well. Let's Play Sundays, another episode is for FIFA 20. Uh, that was pretty fun to do. Um, and speaking of football stuff, Manchester United were defeated 1-0 by Bournemouth last weekend. No, it's not good. And uh, we play Partizan tomorrow. And then, who do we play on Sunday? We play someone on Sunday. I've forgotten who it is. But we play tomorrow against Partizan in the Europa League. But yes, 1-0 defeat against Bournemouth away from home. So that's that. Uh, good talk, good place is still continuing. I think there's just a couple of episodes left to the mid-season finale. I think it might be episode 9 when they go for a mid-season finale. So about another three weeks. Uh, but season 4, episode 6 was the most recent one and I discussed that. Uh, American Horror Story last week had its kind of sort of Halloween episode uh, following on from episode 100. So that was season 9, episode 7. There's just two episodes left uh, for American Horror Story for season 9. Uh, it finishes on episode 9, so just two more weeks of that. Um, The Witcher's got a new uh, trailer. It's got two trailers out there. You can check them both out, probably on Netflix and on YouTube as well if you search for The Witcher. Uh, But the the second trailer uh, prompted me to do a season one preview, taking a look at the trailer itself, of course, talking about the cast, my expectations, the schedule, all that sort of thing, so you can look at that as well. And that is what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Alright, so uh, Federal Agent Laurie Blake uh, of the Anti-Vigilante Task Force is asked to investigate Judd's murder by both the FBI and Senator Joe uh, Keane. She uh, tracks down the Tulsa police running up cavalry suspects and learns uh, that Judd's funeral is in a couple of hours. Of course, we'll talk about Judd's very eventful funeral uh, <laughs> yeah. later on. So, yes, very explosive and everything like that. Um... Yeah, so what do you think of, um, I guess, seeing her for the first time and seeing... I mean, we start off with her doing this joke sort of thing in this booth, um, which obviously we see the conclusion of at the end, but uh, what did you think of everything we kind of saw at the start of the episode? Um, Yeah, there's some interesting things that come out of of that. Uh, So, yeah, you you 
tell her that you see her talking about the uh, yeah the, the I like the idea that they've got these booths where you can mm-hmm. kind of go and talk to well Doctor Manhattan who's kind of seen as a god so you can go and talk to him. I thought that was that was kind of interesting. You essentially get in a booth and talk to God. Yeah. Um, so and... you've got you, you've got that and and the joke which um, again I think that's that does track back a bit to the comic books as well. Um, there is a line that Joe Keane says which mentions um, getting, uh, you know, she's got that owl in the cage when he goes to see her. Yeah. And he mentions something about, uh, you know, I've got friends in high places. You could even get that that owl out of the cage, uh, out of your cage or something along those lines. There's a way he phrases that that makes me wonder, because Laurie's partner in the comic books, the person that she ends up with is the guy that plays Night Owl. And we've not seen him, but we have seen his tech because the Night Owl ship uh, we have seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From uh, from the pilot. Yeah. From the pilot. The ship is very is Night Owl ship. I wonder whether that line isn't a reference to the owl that's in the cage in the room, but is a reference to Night Owl maybe being locked up somewhere. And him okay. sort of saying to Laurie, if you help us out here, maybe we can do a deal that gets him released. Uh, it's a very small line, but I, knowing Damien Lintoff, there's sort of double edges to things. And I just I just wonder whether that was that was something in there. Um, so I don't know. It, but, but yes, it just stood out to me slightly that. OK, do you yeah. think we might see that character later on? Possibly. I, I don't know. Maybe it's weird that he's not there. And they've not really referenced him directly, but we've seen his stuff. Because it would make sense if he's been locked up and he's been caught, then maybe they are now using his tech and using, and it's sort of in public ownership, or you know, the government are now using his tech. Mm-hmm. So it sort of makes sense because it's weird that we've seen his tech, we've just not seen him, and we've not actually had any reference to him so far. So yeah, I don't know. It's just thought. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't really think of that. Um when I was watching the episode obviously I didn't really know about the whole uh, some of the characters from the books and stuff like that um, but yeah it would be interesting if we saw that character later on I suppose now that you've mentioned all the kind of connections there and everything um, but yeah very very good introduction to, to Laura's character and it'll be um, how do you think because this is kind of an origin episode for her in a way which does have obviously other stuff yeah. in this episode how do you think they might balance um Angela's screen time with Laurie's because you do have quite a few I mean you have quite a few main characters like with um Lord Adrian and stuff and characters like that um and we've only got a a handful of episodes left I suppose how do you think they might handle that as we go through Um, I I suspect we might see them working together a bit more um you know I mean it's interesting Laurie's got this thing about capes at this point and obviously yeah. really doesn't like capes, uh, <laughs> it, despite the fact that she used to be one, and maybe that's part of the reason. But, um, yeah. you know, she kind of finds it all a bit silly. And to be fair, she always found it, even in the comic books, she always found it a little bit stupid. So, because she became Silt Spectre because her mother was Silt Spectre and she was sort of trained to take over the role but never was really that comfortable with it anyway so you know i i think maybe there is something in that um hmm. i do wonder whether manhattan is going to show up at some point because we've not really seen him 
you know, because he's hanging out on Mars. So I do wonder whether they maybe are going to bring him in at some point. Yeah, that was one of my other questions. More, more towards the end of the episode when obviously the car falls from the sky. Yes. Um, as to, like, okay, are we going to go to Mars at some point? Are we going to see more of that character? Um, I mean, all they'd need is obviously a set to, to do that. Um, do you think we might actually see more of that character in space? I I don't know. I don't know whether we'll go to Mars, but there's a distinct possibility cool. that, that maybe. I I wonder if a lot of the stuff that we're getting with Verdi, uh, with uh, you know Adrian Verdi, is mm. whether that is him maybe trying to find a way to reach Doctor Manhattan or bring Doctor Manhattan back for some reason. I I don't know. So possibly yeah possibly i mean all we that, might see all him that's... back on earth rather than going to mars we may see him come back to earth for some reason yeah i mean all of adrian's story is still kind of weird and mysterious it's very, yes like... weird and <laughs> odd and vague and yeah no i know yeah yeah i mean it is interesting week to week with him to see that okay what's what's he gonna do with these clones next and so now he's freezing one and Last week he was burning one. <laughs> What's he going to do next week? So, um, uh, I mean, we'll talk more about Adrian as we get into more stuff in the episode. Uh, obviously, another highlight scene with Laurie is this Batman-like guy coming through the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, probably one of my favourite scenes of the episode. And that's not just because I'm a, a Batman fan. Uh, or at least that's what I would call myself, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, um, that that character intentionally made to look like Batman, I'm yeah. fairly positive. And, and the fact that she just shoots him in the back, I, I think, was was just lovely and really well done. Um, and, you know, the guy sort of goes, how did you know his armor would stop him? And she kind of just looks at him and it's like, yeah, clearly she didn't. She was right. quite happy to just right. murder the guy. I thought she was going to do the classic, like, I didn't kind of line. Yeah. but. Uh... I, I, yeah she, i i think she probably is perfectly you know doesn't necessarily want to say that out loud but i mean clearly that's what the case was right that's what that look was for so yeah yeah he comes through the window he takes out a couple of guys they get back up basically because he's using a taser isn't he i think so i think so yeah something yeah. like that um yeah he's forgotten his uh smoke bomb and his grapple because usually when batman gets surrounded that's how we get out, <laughs> isn't it? so yes uh he's forgotten that so yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, really, really like that sort of stuff. I thought that was great. Uh, meanwhile, the Lord attempts uh, an experiment with a Phillips clone uh, to no avail and hunts down a bison. Uh, let's just pause there for a minute. What was you thinking when uh, he freezes this um, this uh, Philip clone? Because he, he, he puts I, this helmet yeah. thing on him or whatever, and then it kind of transitions. Yeah, to... well, I, I don't think I don't think the intention was necessarily to freeze him right, I think he gets annoyed when he's yeah when... because he gets annoyed when he finds it's freezing and then and that's when he goes and shoots the bison because he sends he says oh i think we're going to need a thicker skin which is why he goes and shoots the bison so um i i suspect that because we don't actually see where he's trying to go because clearly that mr phillips went somewhere you know, because I don't think it was just him stood there freezing. I got the impression that he maybe went through some sort of portal or, or something like that, which maybe we didn't see on screen because the way it cut Possibly. away, I, I think they were trying to send him somewhere. And then when he comes back, he's frozen. Mm. So I, I again, this comes back to I think that maybe they're trying to send him to Mars or they're trying to. I, I I wonder whether that it's something to do with Manhattan 
because he i mean verdi seems very obsessed with the whole manhattan thing you know we had the play last week and i think this is a sort of extension of that um so i yeah i i'm not entirely sure but i i think freezing him was a was a mistake i don't think that was the intention mm-hmm. um, yeah. so i don't know it's it is difficult to, to work out with that clone though yeah with what what verdi's actually trying to do yeah, but he is possibly the smartest man in the world. So you know, clearly has some idea. Yeah, some. Uh, <laughs> don't know about the smartest man in the world, but we'll see. That's well, that. That was always the claim. He was supposed to. He Ozymandias, uh, Adrian Verdi, is supposed to be the smartest man in the world. He's also the person responsible for the giant squid that Laurie mentions in the conversation. Um, oh. But, uh, the 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 joke that she's telling is the backstory of it. There's a lot of stuff that joke when she's talking about, um, you know, once a god, once the smartest man in the world. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. You know, when she when she's talking about that, she's talking about Doctor Manhattan. She's talking about Ozymandias, and the thing that she says about, um, you know, I dropped a giant squid on New York and killed three million people. That is what happens in Watchmen. That is what Ozymandias did okay. in, in the comic book. So that that's where that reference comes from. And it's her it's a way of sort of introducing that backstory. Um but yes, you might not have got that if you don't know the Watchmen story. But yes, that's right, who she's right. talking about. She's talking about Ozymandias. Hmm. Uh cool. So um yeah. He, he does this thing with a clone to no avail and hunts down a bison, but is warned warned off uh, by the garden warden uh, who reminds Game him of, keeper, yeah, yeah uh, who re, who reminds him of the terms of his imprisonment. Um, yeah, mysterious stuff with that. Why is he yeah, that... not allowed to leave? And um, where is he? Like you said, what, where is he kind of trying to go? Um, and some people had speculated in the past two episodes that like he might have been locked in some sort of prison of some sort which obviously seems like kind of the case now uh with with this warden whatever um warning him away with with some shots and stuff like that um yeah what do you think of this this guy coming into yeah i the 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 whole game warden thing i i'm not and, and the fact that he is in some way locked well not locked up but sort of restrict or basically under house arrest i guess yeah, on that like, state yeah um and I mean, as I say, he is he is potentially a wanted criminal. I can't remember what they've actually said about it, but you know, he he did commit mass murder in America. Um, but it does look like they have covered a lot of that up because they are still using the things that he set up. Like we had it raining those miniature squids. Um, was it in episode one? We had yeah, that episode one, and and, and that that is a, a, a direct sort of i mean we know they are faked because the entire alien invasion thing was faked as a way of ozymandias trying to stop war because he wanted he wanted to create this fake alien invasion that had people focused on banding together to defend against that you know this imminent oncoming threat which right. never of course arrives so the the sort of whole reigning squids thing is is a effectively a false flag event, um, presumably put out by the government to 
to to keep the population compliant i mean that that seems to be the that they've taken this idea they are i mean the government probably knows it's not obviously knows it's not true because somebody's creating these events um so i i wonder if maybe they've he's he's formed this agreement of him disappearing because he has sort of vanished so he's in, you know the agreement is that he disappears and stays on his estate out of the way and they don't kill him or whatever it is so i'm i'm guessing he's under house arrest by by the sort of some sort of world government or some shadowy organization that are the people that are still using his original idea yeah, it'd be very interesting to see where this where the story goes because you've got obviously, I mean, there's a couple of different elements here where there is this appears to be a house arrest kind of thing, and then there's these clones thing, and is when he eventually potentially leaves, whenever that's going to be, is he going to take these clones with him? What has he still got planned with them? Um, what is he going to do to the next clone? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you set one on fire, and then you 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 uh you uh, freeze one the next week what do you do the week after that so but blow one up as far as um yeah yeah be very interesting to see where all that goes and obviously that's still quite a mysterious part i mean uh, as i kind of said in the pre-talk with this being one of the simpler episodes with them doing obviously the weird play last week with the whole um locking that the the clone in in the uh thing or whatever it was and then doing this weird play it's certainly simpler to have like okay this one clone who gets uh, frozen and maybe go somewhere or whatever. It's certainly a lot, a lot simpler. So it's not not that I need it to be simpler to be easy to follow, but it's just makes it I guess no. slightly easier to, to watch or follow or whatever. So what I what I do love about Lintoff's writing in this is the way that mm-hmm. he's burying that backstory of of the Watchman comic book in quite inventive ways. Like you know we had the joke this week, which is some of the backstory. We had okay. the Watchmaker's son play last week which is is the birth of dr manhattan and how how john becomes this dr manhattan person so you know we we had the play last week and that's some of the watchman backstory we had the joke this week that's some of the watchman backstory so little bits of it are dropping out um but in really clever ways the way he's kind of bringing it in so I guess if you know the comic book that's great you know you understand that if you don't know the comic book like you know you don't you're getting to maybe see some of that story without quite necessarily getting that it is the original watchman story mm-hmm. yeah so. uh the lord then uh, sends off a letter of acknowledgement of these terms um signing it as adrian uh how, how do you say that surname again verdi i think it v- is verdi. verdi it's it's v-e-i-d-t which is a very strange way to spell yes. a name but uh yeah signs off as that uh and goes out that night to hunt again in his uh ozymandias outfit he puts on the uh arrow yes. style uh what do you call that sort of thing like a the the, the mask thing well, yeah mean. when you when yeah. you kind of cover your eyes or whatever yeah yes it's a mask <laughs> right, a mask thing yeah uh puts that on and stands there in this in the suit and we see him in the outfit so that's very yes. very cool um one yes. little one little question about so this is in 2019 isn't it this is yes. taking place. I'm one. I'm just. I just have questions about him using the typewriter. Well, um, yeah. yeah or, I think or is that's it? Is it like a, a limited? Is it like a limited communication thing? Or am I just I, looking at that the wrong way? I think that's more of a quirk 
than anything else or it could okay. be a case of they've not they they don't allow him ha- to have access to any form of internet maybe um right so you know the, the using the typewriter is the only thing that makes sense um hmm. I, I i rather suspect that maybe they blocked him from the internet somehow because we don't think we've seen computers or anything in there no it's a it, very it, very basic living yeah situation. so well, i mean well ba- basic in a mansion right. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah no but i know what you mean it's it's kind of very much pared down and mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah i mean i i suspect it's either they've they've banned him from technology um or or it could just be one of those sort of quirks of his you know but it could very well be that they've they've cut him off from any form of technology which would make sense i guess yeah, if you're under house arrest, that makes sense. So, yeah, what do you think of him in his uh, outfit? Yeah, I, well, it was lovely to see that because that is the Ozymandias outfit from the comic book as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's great to see that and see him dressed up in it. I'm, uh, yeah, I wonder whether we're going to see him out in it a little. You know, whether we are actually going to see any of that or or not. Um, hmm. Yeah, it was I good guess, to see. I guess it depends if he's allowed to be or. Well, I mean, I, 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 I guess he's not supposed to be out in it. I would <laughs> right. have thought yeah. that. We'll see what happens with that. So, yeah, finally get the the image of that as well. And one uh, thing I wanted to know, <laughs> I found really funny when um, he comes back from getting the warning shot, and he's obviously really <laughs> annoyed. And they start the "He's a Jolly Good Fellow" song, and then he just yeah, <laughs> the cake. I thought that was brilliant. So yeah, that yeah. that the whole sort of anniversary cake thing. I mean, again, I think it comes uh. back to the whole giant squid thing, but. Yeah, and the fact that it gets done every single day is like strange, and I'm not entirely sure why that is the case. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was very, very good. And but he was, it was funny. Yeah, and no spoilers for Atypical, but there's a scene a little bit like that. Obviously, very, very different context, but yes. um, it was funny in a similar way. Of course, you'll have to watch uh, Atypical season three to find out right. what that is. But yeah, given the fact that I've watched that episode and this episode in the same week, that uh, kind of connected in the same way. But uh, of course, you'll have to watch the show to find out what I mean. But yeah, just them coming in and they've got like kind of straight faces and they're just trying to do the normal song and he just whacks the cake. I thought it was brilliant. Yes. So. Uh, Laurie attends the funeral uh, with uh, and makes contact with Angela. A cavalry member wearing a suicide vest attempts to seize uh, Joe, uh, but Laurie kills him. Even though he says, "Hey, I've kind of yeah. got not a dead man switch, but it's tied to uh, his, well, his heart rate, isn't it?" Yeah. So, so yeah. He, I mean, he did. He had some sort of dead man switch, and he said it's tied to his heart rate. So if you mm-hmm. kill me, I'll yeah. Uh, but Laurie shoot Laurie kills him uh, while Angela saves the other attendees, just kind of in the nick of time. Um, yeah, let's let's pause from that because that's kind of a a crazy uh, scene. Um, did you think she'd shoot him? I, I I rather love the fact she did, and then I mean we do get the explanation afterwards of her going, "Well, they're usually lying," so you know, right. I kind of didn't think it would be true, which I think is probably a fair point. She's like, you know, they all say that they've got it attached to their heart. None of them ever have. It's like, you know, they're always making this up. So, um, so yes, she kind of took a gamble and then, and then it turned out to be true and uh, the bomb goes off. So, yeah, that that I thought was was really quite entertaining. I, I just love, I, I really love Laurie's character because she's very kind of no-nonsense straight down the middle. You know, I'm I'm tired of dealing with this crap sort of you know attitude to everything which is just great yeah um bit of a mistake from this guy to have 
I guess a timer on this thing. Yes, then that gives, yes, that gives, and it didn't. Yeah, right, that gives people a chance to get away. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of looking at this, wondering where Joe was because they don't really show him on screen. I was like, has he run away yet? <laughs> and then uh, yeah, um, they obviously she puts him in the grave and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't show Judd's like body or whatever had happened to it after or like well, I mean no, there is nobody but, left but yes I mean it's blown to bits I imagine because she yeah. she basically she yeah because she saves them all by pushing Judd's body on top of the the body of she shoves the guy in the grave and then pushes Judd's body on top so mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I don't not surprised they don't show his body because there's probably bits of it all over the place at this point yeah um but yeah, very very good scene really liked it and yes, great um scene. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know, you just kind of wondered, like, okay, what's, is he just going to simply take Joe away, and then they're going to chase him later, but no, Laura just shoots him straight in the head, so, there you go. Yes. Uh, anything else to say about this funeral? Uh, no, I think we covered most of that, I can't think what else there was at, at that, Um, it was, yeah, it's just nice to see them kind of all together, and it was just a lovely set piece with, with her kind of rescuing things, and yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um... Later, Laurie talks to Angela, explaining that she knows about the wheelchair uh, treads at uh, Judd's location and the existence of his secret closet, uh, warning her about protecting him. Yeah, very interesting conversation between uh, Laurie and, and Angela here. Um, yeah, I, it's, I tell you one thing that surprised me is some shows when you kill off like a fairly... I mean, I, I would still call Judd a fairly big character, even though obviously he's uh, dead from the first episode. I'm quite surprised at... Um, now, obviously, I don't really know the, the Watchmen story or whatever. I'm coming in, in here kind of uh, blind. I'm very surprised at how much they've been able to get out of Judd's death because you had the whole wake thing yeah. last week with the, the, the outfit stuff and then you had the funeral this week. And then obviously the conversation between Laurie and um, Angela. And then you've also got the, uh, what was it, the scene last week when we had the whole flashback thing with yeah. Um, yeah, with, with Judd talking to Angela later. And obviously we still don't really know if the husband is involved in any way, shape or form because we didn't really see what happened to him afterwards. Um, yeah, just kind of an interesting surprise because I thought at the end of the first episode, I kind of thought like, oh, he's dead. They'll just like kind of move on to what's yeah. next um yeah where, where do you kind of stand on on all that i find it interesting because as, as you know the whole thing that lintoff set up with this was he said you know it's not going to be a you know a retelling of the watchman comic book it is going to be something new and it is a sequel but there are a lot of elements that are in this show which are mirroring things that happened in the comic books you know as i've said before the um uh uh, mirror what's his guy looking glass, looking glass yeah. i i think he's feels very much like a rorschach character um with the death of judd it it almost mirrors the death of the comedian in the who is is where the the watchman comic book starts the watchman comic book starts with the death of the comedian who is actually uh laurie blake's father mm-hmm. um not that she knows that at the start of the book but it is um so it it it's opens with the comedian being pushed out of a window and, and a lot of it is around the mystery of how, you know, that, that sort of starts off uncovering this conspiracy of, well, why was he killed? And then there is this bigger conspiracy of, of everything else that's going on. 
And it sort of feels like they're doing the same thing with this show. It's just the death in this case is Judd. So um, the comedian looms very large over that whole comic book, despite the fact that he isn't really in it that much. And I think it's very much the same thing that they're doing with the TV show. uh, But in this case, it's I mean, it's a completely different story. But there are story beats in there that Lintoff has pulled out and is is mirroring with this. Um, so the stuff like, uh, I mean, Verdi, his character is very much detached in the, um, original book as well. He's, he's there, but he's very much as a separate kind of entity. So you've got that still going on with Verdi in that role. You've got, um, and you've got Judd being killed after the first episode and the comedian killed in the comic book very early on. So, and, and that seems to be leading into some form of larger conspiracy. So although he's he is a you know like you say you expected them to just kill him and move on. I I think there is a reason for that. I think it's it's part of how Lintoff is is mirroring the original story. So um, I I think that you know for for Watchmen fans that there's a lot of very interesting stuff going on inside this and you can tell it's made by somebody that really loved the original story mm-hmm. so um yeah i'm i'm kind of impressed by that so it, it didn't surprise me as much that they're using that because it is something that we've seen in the comic book as well um and and you know th- this one death sort of looms over the whole thing but points towards something some other larger conspiracy going on um i still haven't quite figured out with what's the significance of the Ku Klux Klan outfit and why there is a sleepy closet. Um, But again, you know, that again mirrors in some respects the comic book because when the comedian is killed, uh, Laurie actually says in the show, you know, I always check the closet because when my dad was killed, they checked his closet and found a, you know, a secret compartment, which is where they found the comedian outfit. So yeah, it's, it's weird uh, that, or it's you know, it's just very cleverly done the way that they're kind of mirroring that stuff in the original comic book. Hmm. So it's basically their way of like doing an alternate uh, story version, but still kind of trying to make it a sequel. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean that 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 I think. I mean, I think Lintoff's doing that brilliantly well. He's taking certain beats out of the original story, but creating a brand new story out of it that he's he's kind of more up to date. Which is what he said he was going to do. But mm-hmm. the more I see of the show, the more I see it. You know, I see you can you can point to certain things and going, okay, that's quite clever. That's quite clever. Just just how he's managing to stitch those overall kind of story arcs without it being the same story so mm-hmm. very yeah. clever yeah it's kind of just a i mean it's different with like game of thrones and walking dead because that's essentially a straight up just adaption of something that already is, exists i mean in game of thrones case like half of it or whatever but um because yeah. i mean that's exactly what uh the mc tv show is doing with the book is telling the same story but just changing certain things it's inter- it's an interesting way to try and do like you said, because they've basically changed Judd's story so that he takes like the comedian's side of things because we haven't seen yeah. him yet in the show or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's slightly different with the, with something like 
the walking dead Mm -hmm. where you you are adapting a comic book you are adapting that exact story but changing elements of it whereas this is a completely new story and and it's also a sequel but it is taking the the, there's sort of essence of the original watchman book and embedding those kind of story beats in there as as jump off points so it's like there is a character which kicks off this next thing you know there is a character death which kicks off this other thing and Mm -hmm. it happens in a particular way you've got you know so i i think yes i I get what you're saying but i i think it's it's actually a slightly different animal to that it's just very very clever writing by lintoff It's very difficult to do as well because, like you yeah. said, with, with the sequel Incredible. part of it, you're not just kind of telling an alternate story. So, because um, yeah. that's all, that's all AMC's got to really do with The Walking Dead is tell the same story but in a different way. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, do you have that? Um, yeah, we read the bit about the closet and warning warning her about protecting him. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see where that goes with Laurie and with Angela. Uh, the whole protection thing, obviously, she knows. Laurie knows about some stuff with Judd, um, and obviously we have to find out about the whole Ku Klux Klan. Uh, is it is is it Ku Klux Klan or Ku Klux yes. Klan? Or I'm, really I'm not sure. I don't whatever. think it really matters. Yeah. Uh, find out about more of that later. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, later, Laurie uses a special phone booth uh, to contact Doctor Manhattan on Mars and tells him a brick joke. As she leaves, Angela's empty car drops in front of her. As she looks up and seeing um, Mars, she starts laughing. There's a little like yellow dot from a, from yeah, the sky yeah. or something like that, which I thought was pretty good. Um, yeah, so he's received the message, I suppose. And well, um, yeah, it's, it kind of it's seems difficult. Like that. It di- it's difficult to tell with that because obviously um, she she thinks Laurie comes out and thinks that it's Doctor Manhattan that's dropped the car. Um, okay. Yeah, and you know that's, but I rather suspect that isn't the case. I because I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But the you know because we had the grapple come down and 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 pick up the car last week, um, and surely that's got to be a physical thing that you know. So like I, I said, it could be a, another ship, like another owl ship or something that would come and pick the car up, um, and why would that have ended up on mars for him to be able to suddenly throw it back down i yeah i I, i'm not sure entirely what's going on there i'm not sure whether that was manhattan i mean she obviously thinks it is i'm just not sure whether it actually was or whether it just happens that the car had reappeared somehow Hmm. at that point i i don't know i'm not entirely convinced that that was manhattan although it was very funny and i thought it was brilliantly put together Um, did they do yeah. anything Mars wise with Doctor Manhattan in in the book? Yes, okay. yeah, Doctor Manhattan is on Mars in the book. Um, Does in, he? Um, um, he? He creates. He can. I mean, he can basically create things out of matter. So he okay. creates a palace up there, essentially in the book. Um, and and I mean, he hangs out on Mars. In actual fact, I think at the end of the book, he goes. He he talks about going to a different universe, um, but. Uh, for the premises of this, they were assuming he's still hanging out on Mars. Right, so, yeah, um, yeah, I uh, he is supposed to be still up there. The the whole car thing, I I'm not entirely convinced that was Manhattan that dropped it. 
it may have been but i you know um because it yeah that that was quite funny that that was his answer to her joke but if that was the case but i'm not entirely convinced that is the case i wonder whether there is something else going on there mm-hmm. um so in the book does he ever like visit earth much or does he just stay out there like the the whole time well, he starts off. I mean, the, the whole story of Dr. Manhattan, as was explained in the play last week, is he was a scientist who was uh, dating Laurie. He um, gets caught in this experiment, which pulls all his atoms apart. He eventually reconstitutes himself um, and manages to reconstitute himself in the lab and becomes Dr. Manhattan, who is essentially a blue colored god. Um, and mm-hmm. he really he can sort of see forward and backwards in time um he can create things he's very frustrating to talk to because he kind of has these conversations with laurie which jump around in time so he knows what she's about to say but still reacts badly when like laurie goes off and has this affair with night owl and he already knows about the affair because he tells her about it but uh, you know he tells her that he knows about it but then when she eventually does come to the point in the conversation where she brings it up and mentions him he gets upset about it as though he didn't know so it's very confusing talking to him Hmm. Uh, but yes he's he's this odd character um that that is is essentially a a big blue god um and and he abandons earth because he doesn't think the earth deserves help or saving and goes and sits on mars essentially that's which it seems to be the version that we have here huh okay uh, cool. but but in in terms of you know what they've been saying in the story is and what laurie was saying is talking about you know the fact that people still believe that he is kind of up there watching over them somehow whereas laurie having had conversations with him knows perfectly well he's actually up there not really care if he is still up there he just doesn't care you know he has he sees humans as essentially insignificant insects and really you know not that he doesn't hate them he doesn't love them he just doesn't see any just not bothered and sees no significance to them that's that's the sort of the place that it was left really cool uh yeah that's the end of the episode the car comes down and she laughs because she sees a, a yellow dot and, uh, and all the connection and everything that we've talked about. So, um, yeah, lots of mystery still to cover, obviously, with this yeah. uh, Lord Adrian guy and whatever he's going to do and whether or not we'll see Dr. Manhattan on Mars. And um, do you think we might get Laurie and Angela teaming up at some point? Or, uh, I mean... I suspect that's this... coming, yeah, in some way. I suspect they they will be together in some form of mm-hmm. yeah maybe, I, I don't know maybe not by choice but um no, in terms no, of sorting something out find themselves. Yeah, yeah i think they're gonna find yeah. themselves together there's probably more some obviously more judd stuff to uh to figure out as well so yeah yeah lots of questions still obviously there's still how many episodes do we have left uh four five six seven eight six episodes left roughly uh yes six yeah. episodes so still a good chunk of story to see and we'll see what uh lindelof has got in store for us so yes yeah um if you guys have any feedback questions comments i'm sure you have some questions about watchmen because we all do <laughs> uh but any questions comments thoughts theories any of that sort of thing or if you just want to contact entertainment talk matthew at entertainment talk.org to the e-talk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes 
Uh, if you want to find what David's doing, he's on geektown.co.uk and of course Geektown Radio on iTunes and on Spotify. That's where you can get all of your TV and film news and, and things like that. So if you want to know if or when your favourite shows are coming back, who's going to be in them and uh, I guess some more casting stuff on Batman because there's been some more stuff about that recently. Yes. So, yes yeah, lots of interesting things there. Uh, the, the real Batman, not the one from this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, geektown.co.uk and uh, Geek Time Radio on iTunes and on podcast services. Uh, if you want to find all the rest of our content, it's of course on entertainmenttalk.org. And as I said on the Walking Dead podcast, we've got some things that are heading towards their mid-season finales and things like that. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Um, if you want to use our Amazon affiliate link, you can do that as well. You can shop on Amazon, we'll get a small cut. It won't cost you extra itunes feeds we have a bunch of them uh please rate review and subscribe to the ones that you're gonna use obviously as well uh if you want to find all those you can also you can of course search for entertainment talk on podcast platforms or you can click the podcast drop down menu click on the itunes feeds post and all of them are listed in there so check those out um yeah uh what else is there uh, word of mouth please tell your friends family people that you know about the website and the itunes feeds you can share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, and if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. That helps us as well. And video games, you can watch me or David uh, play on Twitch, and Robert uh, streams on Mixer as well. And of course, look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Some more episodes of that coming out. So have a look out for those. Um, yeah, thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <clears throat>